Welcome to Conspiracy What? This is a podcast about conspiracy theories. Big news, everyone. John Lennon's been shot. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years ago. Now. 41 Big years ago. Just barely over 40 years ago. Because he was shot. Yeah. Yes. My name is Allie. <laughs> it's Allie. I'm Cam. I'm not Cam. <laughs> I'm Jackie. And I'm Cameron. Are you not Cameron, though? I am. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Cameron's been abducted. Um, <laughs> we're here to talk to you about all of the possibilities for why John Lennon was really killed or how John Lennon was really killed. Because, of course, there are many a theory floating around the interwebs these days. Yeah, I feel so, like with assassinations, there's just always nonstop amount of conspiracies flowing. Yeah, especially with extremely famous people like this guy. So Yeah, and in case I you, mean, you can't know, really have him. he did die. Oh, thanks. You can't, you can't have an assassination if they're not famous though right can you assassinate a not famous person i'm pretty sure, sure. you can assassinate a not famous person i mean you I can kill a not famous person i don't person, think you should you be a detective i don't i think this is a case I think of assassination, assassination. <laughs> i think assassination has to be political in some sense you know i can see what you're going for anyways we know uh this crazy gunman's name was mark david chapman um, if you listen to our Catcher in the Rye X murder episode, you'll hear enough about him. And um, we'll kind of gloss over that theory that we mentioned in that episode. So if you want to hear more about how Mark David Chapman is a sleeper agent for MK Ultra, go listen to that. But fortunately, we have so much more to tell you about. <laughs> what is a sleeper agent? So a sleeper agent is when you kind of like mind Sleep, control and then you wake someone. Up and you just like fucking murder the. Person. I mean, that is literally essentially what it is. You essentially go to sleep like consciously, and then you eventually wake back up to that person they trained you to be, and then you start killing people. It's just the born movies. That's what a sleeper um, agent is. Is kind of just when you wake up and you remember everything you can do, but you have a target that you're supposed to kill, and it is a real thing uh it doesn't happen as often as conspiracy theorists say it happens but uh like with the catcher in the rye episode it is something that does happen every now and then um yeah it's just kind of a weird weird fact of life weird fact of our governments now weird fact of life Um, sleeper agents i don't know how long they've been doing it i don't know how long sleeper agents have been around if there was a jason Bourne in rome wouldn't have been as effective Uh, Brutus was actually a sleeper agent, little known fact. <laughs> the murder of Caesar. Podcast. So let's talk about <laughs> how John Lennon was murdered and why. Because it's more than just a crazed fan decided to go to his apartment and shoot him in 1980. The CIA and the FBI, and or maybe the FBI, wanted him dead. I don't know about wanted him dead, but they certainly were surveilling him that apparently has been proven i feel like that was an oxymoron is apparently something's been proven i mean 
There's no, <laughs> this is not something you have hard facts, but that you believe it to be true. <laughs> this is not a hard facts podcast. So John Lennon was definitely being followed by the CIA or the FBI or the NSA or whoever, I don't know, has three letters and works for the government. Uh, he was being followed by people and it was because he was considered a dangerous political leader. He was considered that because Nixon was up for re-election or up for election and Lenin hated Nixon. So Nixon immediately went after him, which is where you get Nixon trying to deport him. And actually he did deport him in 1972. So uh, this did happen, however, before the shooting, like Like quite a while before the shooting. Yeah. Um, But these secret files were allegedly obtained by an author and um, his name is Fenton Bressler, and he claims that he knows all the information on how the FBI had been tracking Lennon, and it was like surveillance being done on him, and this was apparently being relayed to the general public through random cryptograms placed in newspapers just like all over the country. And by cryptograms, I mean just random headlines that supposedly were codes for, we're going to kill Lennon, such as... Johnny comes marching home. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, ouch, ouch. And the job Richard Nixon really wanted. <laughs> it's that kind of lie that, that is, Nixon just really wanted to murder Lennon. That's his only job. That is pretty wild. Yeah, there's a picture with all like the supposed headlines compiled, like a like a nice little collage. I, I also don't know like how relevant this is, but during that time, I'm pretty sure that John Lennon was dealing with a heroin addiction. And so I'm not sure how that fed into his paranoia of thinking that he was being listened into. Cause I saw this one quote where he was like, a lot of people were coming in to fix our phones, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how that fed into his paranoia, but it is something to mention, I think. But it also adds to later theories with drugs like the Illuminati and Satan, apparently. So we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I feel like because, uh, because he was dealing with that addiction and there was also a lot of mystery around his relationship, I think that it kind of, that fed the conspiracy theories a lot as well. I also saw that these alleged codes in the newspapers were also codes for sleeper agents. So they were kind of just putting out phrases to try and get sleeper agents to wake up and murder John Lennon, I guess. (laughs) Um, So if it's true that Mark David Chapman was a sleeper agent. I guess it worked. That would be a hell of a movie. <laughs> Just a lot of people waking up, killing the wrong people. <laughs> Until finally someone finally gets it right. Yeah. Mm. Um, Cam, please tell us what the true walrus was. So there was uh, supposedly, according to conspiracy theorists, as always, uh, supposedly an Operation uh, Walrus. So I couldn't really find what that was. Is that a real operation or no, like, is that something people made up? Well, yes, maybe. That's hard <laughs> to say. Uh, supposedly, supposedly, in one of the weirdest conspiracies I've ever heard in my life, uh, the CIA wanted to kill John Lennon. And the reason why they wanted to kill him is because they wanted his stuff. There's 
It's not really another way to say that. They wanted, they wanted his shit. They wanted his private journals. They wanted photographs of him. Uh, part of what this goes into, though, is that he wasn't supposed to just be the person that died. It was supposed to be John Lennon and Yoko Ono. They were both supposed to die, which is kind of interesting because Chapman does say at one point that actually he stared at Yoko Ono as she got out of the car and thought, do it, do it, do it, which is one of the moments where he heard do it in his head multiple times. Uh, but for some reason, he said he didn't shoot Yoko Ono and he wasn't sure why. So he just shot at Lennon. Uh, he shot Lennon multiple times in the back. And because he didn't kill Yoko Ono, the CIA didn't get access to any of his private stuff. But yeah, supposedly they just wanted his journals and his photographs so they could to eBay that, I guess. I don't really know. Why it's would the CIA weird, want to sell it? It's a weird theory. It's such a weird idea. I mean, I guess maybe they just didn't have great funding in <laughs> the 80s, so they really needed the money. <laughs> so the CIA wanted to take his stuff to fund themselves? So the I'm CIA... I'm sure things by John Lennon would be very, uh, very lucrative. <laughs> I mean, is it expensive to wake up a sleeper agent, though? Like, does that cost a lot of money? Well, so then you got to do is put headlines in a newspaper. I mean, you got to figure out the overhead on that before you figure out, you know, what all of his stuff is worth. And was there no one that was worth more that they could have gone after, or was he just the only person they had a sleeper agent for at the time? So why wake up a sleeper sleeper agent in the furthest state that you could possibly wake them up? Yeah, in Hawaii. <laughs> Like, there's got to be a closer sleeper agent. I mean, maybe they were just unlucky, and he had just moved. Yeah, he got a newspaper from New York and just happened to see it. It's just like, there's, the wrong no, agent. there's no way that, like, a Hawaiian man is just sitting there, like, reading the New York newspaper, and is all of a sudden like, I got to go kill John Lennon. Like, the chances that that would all line up, they must know. It's slow. Allegedly. That's what happened. Allegedly, that's what happened. Okay. Well, anyway. But yeah, they wanted to sell his stuff. I think it's really weird. I don't get that one. Such a weird idea. <laughs> Such a weird theory. Yeah, definitely one of the weirder theories I've heard. So the next theory that we found was that it was really the doorman who shot Lennon. His name was um, Jose Perdomo, and so. he was, was that right? I think so. Yeah. Wow. The door, and he was a doorman at the Dakota. Is that is that the building that John Lennon lived in? Yes. Yeah. He was, so he was the guy that was supposed to be walking them out of the building. Oh, like kind of like protecting them. Yeah, but like he's just listed as the doorman, so I don't really know what his responsibilities were. Yeah. Again, can't really find much on this one. It was literally probably opening up the door and welcoming people. Yeah. It's just a right. rich place, so that's what they do. Sure. I mean, maybe he was, like, supposed to protect, but I feel like that's not really a doorman's. That's more of, like, a, a door's responsibility, not a doorman's. <laughs> the protect. doorman just manipulates the door. <laughs> Way to just blame the, the door the for John Lennon's death. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would, that would be less racist than, uh, than blaming the doorman who was a Cuban, a Cuban exile with links to the CIA in the Bay of Pigs. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, but you know, I think like because he was maybe the only person of color within a few feet of it, they were like, let's see how we can blame it on him instead of the white guy with a gun who clearly shot him and everyone saw. I just, I love the like, I saw this originally, the first time I saw this was on Wikipedia, of course, and they said he was a Cuban exile. 
But then when I looked it up further, there's nothing about him being exiled. He's just Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like if you add exile to anything, you're like, oh, that's a bad guy. Especially if it's like Cuba. You're like, oh, you got exiled from Cuba. That's a bad dude. It's like <laughs> You're saying that you don't know anything. You don't have no proof. <laughs> yeah. And so like really I think the only like spark to this piece of a theory is that I guess it's kind of weird that Chapman had such easy access. It seems so easy that he just like walked up and shot him. But mm-hmm. again, the doorman's just the doorman. Right. So like, I don't know if they're saying he was, the, this guy was supposed to be protecting mm-hmm. Lennon or like if it wasn't really Chapman, I don't really know. Again, this one doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> well, like in JF, in the JFK shooting, did anyone blame the driver? No, because he's white. And Someone also blamed I, the bodyguard right behind him though. And what color was he? White. Okay, yeah. It's because there's a video, though, where JFK gets shot, but it looks like he probably doesn't get shot in the head. And then the driver or the the bodyguard behind him pulls out a pistol and then Mm -hmm. just shoots right in the back of his head by accident. So it's a possibility that JFK's bodyguard actually killed him. Hmm. That's a whole nother episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole nother episode. Okay. So how does Satan tie into this? Well, it's the 80s. So the Satanic Panic happened in the 80s. If anyone doesn't know, it started in the 80s and has been going ever since. But it was really like at its peak right around the time Chapman killed Lennon. So that was kind of unfortunate timing. And because of this, we have a quote by Chapman. uh, I had sessions trying to invoke the devil's assistance probably three or four times calling out to the devil, says Chapman, who was a bit of a showman little bit uh when he wanted to be in the media when he felt like it he was known for kind of just coming up with reasons why he may have wanted to kill lennon or why he may not have wanted to kill lennon or what how he killed lennon how he got to him uh all these different things so this just kind of sparked off that satanic panic a little bit uh and it's hard to say whether or not this is actually like a real thing from chapman but people did jump on it uh there there was quite a while where people were saying that he is just proof of the why the satanic panic is so important and why people should be worrying about satan because he killed john lennon but then there are also people that claim john Lennon. so they're saying that lennon was supposed to be a sacrifice Mm -hmm. essentially he was a sacrifice by the satanist cult that secretly runs america which can mm-hmm. be whatever cult you want to choose. Yeah, it was just kind of a short thing. There's not, there's not like a lot on it. It's, it's very much, it's very, very much the satanic panic. It's mm-hmm. someone points a finger and says Satan, and everyone else that Satan. believes in that says yes, and they all point fingers as well. So uh, maybe. Yeah, I wonder if that was. I wonder if that was like a a way for the Christians because he identified as a Christian or of some sort of Christian. Maybe Christians were like, we don't want to identify with this man who is obviously mentally ill in some capacity. And so they're like, it's Satan. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like unsurprising if Christians were trying to disassociate from him after he shoots John Lennon to be fair though. Other people didn't like John Lennon at the time either though. So it's just also an easy case to make Satan attacking Satan since Lennon was responsible for the whole bigger than God thing. Mm. So mm. yeah, it's I kind feel of like easy point fingers. Thing. A huge, a huge part of this is that 
you know, John Lennon was very anti-war at the time. And a lot of people were not, they wouldn't speak out against it or they just disagreed with him. And so, you know, he was really in like a vulnerable, vulnerable position all the time uh, of getting assassinated. I think, Um, I think it's kind of, I don't, I'm not sure if that's why he got shot, but I think it could either be part of the reason or it could have been something that could have gotten him shot if Chapman didn't do it himself. Yeah. Now, you want to hear a wild theory. This is my favorite thing that I found about John Lennon's death is apparently there's this thing that's been floating around for like a while that Stephen King, yes, the author, shot John Lennon himself and killed John Lennon. This seems to have been proposed by a guy similar to like Time Cube-esque people where he just kind of made a website and spouted his madness all over the place. His name is Steve Lightfoot. Uh, LennonMurderTruth.com. I saw this quote that said, people know him as the man with a white van full of articles pasted to its window, which is kind of like the image that you get of crazy conspiracy theorists. There really is a van. That's not a joke. I put a picture in here and I'll put a picture in the, in the newsletter of his Lennon Murder Truth van. And um, so allegedly, as the story goes, Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan asked King uh, to do it. And so King actually shot Lennon himself and then fled the scene. Now, this, this theory doesn't take out Chapman. This just makes Chapman an actor, I guess, who takes the fall for King. Why? I don't really know. They're, they're saying that King fled the scene and then Chapman just hung out and waited for the police and then took the fall for Stephen King. And I love this, I love this quote that says, Stephen King is the worst criminal the state of Florida has ever harbored, which is a giant statement because of it's the state of Florida. Florida? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't Stephen King like live in Maine or something? Yeah, he lives in Maine. <laughs> so I don't understand. Yeah. Um, so there's apparently all this evidence, quote unquote evidence, that he he looked similar to Chapman, right? So basically this boils down to everybody looked the same in the 80s because they both had the long hair and the same sort of frames on the glasses. And so the theory is that Stephen King actually did it, but you didn't know if you saw it because he looked like Chapman. So that's why Chapman was there to take the fall because he looked like Stephen King. And then apparently all of his murder mystery novels are him admitting to killing John Lennon. That's wild. Yeah. What's even funnier is apparently... Since this guy's like literally driving a truck around that says author Stephen King, not Chapman, murdered Lennon, just in big letters on the side of it. Uh, (laughs) This started gaining enough traction for Stephen King to actually send the guy a letter and be like, hey, dude, stop telling people I murdered John Lennon. (laughs) And so then all this this Lightfoot guy did was take that letter that Stephen King wrote to him and match the handwriting to something else that's talking about. Um, probably written by Chapman is what I'm gathering that acknowledges that this person murdered Lennon. So he's like, Oh, I got the letter and then I matched it to this letter. And now I just have more evidence. So really all King did was make him crazier. Oh no. Yeah. It's probably best not to indulge at that point. Yeah. I really don't know like how he started this theory or like, there's a, there's a, this idea. 
There's a comment on this article about that, about the Stephen King theory that just says, what if John Lennon isn't really dead and he is the one that was driving the van that plowed into Stephen King a few years ago? How many times have <laughs> these two tried to kill each other? <laughs> so it's just like, like an ongoing missing match? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was not expecting to see Stephen King's name pop up while researching this theory, but I sort of love it. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. And it's just one of those conspiracy sites also that just devolves into senseless ranting about things that aren't related. So, Yeah, and I like that he can't really, like, tell us why Stephen King would, like, have a... No, there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason why he would be like, I need to kill John Lennon. And, you know, for the most part, I feel like Stephen King and John Lennon would probably agree on some things. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, after reading his book on writing that book about his views and stuff like that. They're not like that different. So I don't know what kind of vendetta he would have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he killed John Lennon also. So, you know, cool (laughs) high school teacher, I guess. Um, So Jackie, do you know, I know you're a Beatles fan. Are you aware of like all of the, the weird supposed weird imagery on like their albums and like the occult and all that shit? Have you heard those things? I haven't heard those things. <laughs> I've never like gone down about before. this. A long time ago when we did Paula's Dead, you know, we went into all like the evidence of like the pictures on the albums and like... There are a lot of weird images on the albums and a lot of secret meanings, but it's just a matter of whatever those secret meanings are. But yeah, there's... If they're secret meanings, they're just like weird shit. No, they are secret which, meanings. Which meanings. ones... Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of them that Lennon and McCartney have both admitted to over the years, or they did admit to over the years. Uh, And I know McCartney's admitted to a couple others since Lennon died. But I think it was Lennon mostly who would put secret things on there. It's more just because they like to mess with people, and they also just like to put subtle imagery in their art. So they did that that pretty often. Was cranberries? Was that it? Yeah. I'm guessing it's like Sgt. Pepper's, maybe like Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, Yeah, they have some weird stuff. It's not as it's not as like evil as people make it out to be, but they do have weird stuff on their albums. In fact, it's the Illuminati. (laughs) In fact, it's Illuminati. It's probably also just actually that they did a lot of acid (laughs) (laughs) when they went to India. So get this, guys. But it also is probably Illuminati. The Illuminati not only is involved. The Illuminati made the Beatles. And I don't just mean made them famous. I mean, literally made the band happen, apparently. Um, So they were a formation of a corrupted, brave new world style slave populace. (laughs) And they were created for this new world order agenda. And this was something that was big in the 60s. And rock groups were really you know, catalysts for this new world order style of thinking. And uh, if you look at all of their albums and such, you can see the occult references. I'll post some pictures in the newsletter, but, you know, there are things as simple as Lennon making devil horn fingers in a picture with the band to compasses drawn on there. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at at it now. Um, Did you find the site? (laughs) I like the website down there with all of these nice um, occult references. And uh, so basically these references show that the Beatles and all of their 
creations, be it music or visuals or just themselves and the way they carried themselves in public prove that they were simply Illuminati puppets. Now, where this comes in with Lennon's murder is that uh, when Lennon left the band, he actually ended up making enemies with the Illuminati because I guess even though he was an Illuminati puppet, he was still able to somehow leave the band, which then made the Illuminati mad. <laughs> I feel like then they, wouldn't they be more mad at Yoko Ono? Yeah, I guess. I mean, she probably should have died first. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that she's still alive today makes me yeah. think that there's some flaws in it. Just a few. I mean, I mean, after you fail to kill someone once, though, you can't really keep going after them. <laughs> It's like the Fidel Castro thing all over again. Yeah. Um, Lennon was apparently using his solo albums as a way to tell the world about uh, the, the secret Illuminati people that control everyone. And so then the Illuminati killed him. Interesting. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that much about the Illuminati. Like, I, I mean, there's so much to know. So I, I guess probably what I know is like less than 5% for sure. Is the Illuminati bigger than just America? Because they're a British band, so... It depends on who you talk to in the conspiracy yeah. world. I mean, like they're, I mean, depending on who you talk to, they're everything from a, their own complete cult group to the new world order, to the Freemasons, to, I mean, literally the Illuminati's and everything to every rap star. Like they, they are anything that people need them to be yeah. at the time that they need them to be. That. <laughs> That's just what they are. It, it also completely, disregards the fact that the Beatles, you know, played for years in Germany to try and get their sound right. It's like, no, actually, they're not great. They're just the Illuminati. <laughs> it's the Illuminati band, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah. Corrupting the world. That, is that one of those things that it's like if you play it backwards on a record, you know, it's a devil? It's it, That's one of those things where you... Like we mentioned it on the Paul is Dead one, because uh, apparently if you play the records backwards, some of them say Paul is Dead. <laughs> yeah, which really? there are there are secretly reverse messages on there, but they, they don't say that. They just say dumb things. Isn't there one? It's something about cranberries. I like cranberries. Doesn't one of them shout that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but it's backwards. Yeah, that's all I've got for Illuminati, so <laughs> we can just... Carry right along here. There's like almost no conspiracies where the Illuminati just doesn't like come in at some point. Because they're everywhere. Or Satan. Illuminati Satan. They're one. Illuminati Satan. Yeah. Um, so one of the other big ones is... Is this a big one? Radio signals. I mean, they're all about the same size. Uh, <laughs> but radio signals are one of them. And this is because Chapman said that... When Lennon walked past him, he heard in his head, do it, do it, do it, do it, just over and over and over and over and over again. And like we like we said earlier, he also heard this when Yoko Ono got out of the car. Now, the, still the reason why he didn't shoot her is still a mystery, again, to him and to us because of that. Like, nobody knows. I mean, he doesn't even know why he didn't shoot her. Just for some reason, he didn't. But he ended up turning and shooting Lennon instead. Uh, this is also not the first time he had met Lennon. I, th- I don't know if we said that this episode. We said it in our Catch on the Rye episode. Uh, he had met Lennon a couple of months before. Same yeah, he got like something too. signed from him, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He was actually known for a little while to just hang out outside of Lennon's home. So he oh, wasn't someone Lennon didn't know necessarily. He kind of knew him. It's not like they were friends or anything like that. Uh, but 
yeah, so something was playing in his head that just said, do it, do it, do it. Uh, so this led to people saying that it was possibly radio signals. Uh, beamed into his brain. Yeah, which is not, this is not like the, like so out there in theory. There are weapons called LRADs, uh, long range acoustic devices. And these are currently used. You've probably seen them in the news at some point in the last couple of years because police have been using them on riots. They've been using, uh, usually you'll just see it called a sound cannon, but it's oh, actually an yeah. LRAD. Um, these can be pretty intense. They can play recordings or also harmful frequencies and they've done tests to show that these things can play frequencies that can technically damage your inner organs it's just a matter of whether or not they're actually being used for that uh but they can play recordings too and they can play recordings like very very specific directions directly into your ear so conspiracy theorists I'm just getting this image of like some asshole sitting on top of john lennon's apartment just like with a sound cannon from the 80s just beaming do well, it, do it, do it, do it. Part of the problem is they were supposedly only developed in the early 2000s. No. Also, these are supposedly Clearly. used, by the way, according to conspiracy theorists, these are used in every single store, uh, and they beam sounds all around the store, and those sounds enter your ears, which is why you buy things that you didn't mean to buy. Target is apparently one of the <laughs> biggest companies that does this, which yeah, I don't believe that if you fair. want to. Uh, <clears throat> but... Supposedly this was developed I feel like they the don't 2000s. need to do that. I think social media is strong enough already. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to say whether or not it was around before that. It probably was around before that. Most likely it was something that was being developed for quite a while. Whether or not it was something that was usable in the 80s other than like a megaphone. That's what I'm saying. Probably Some not. guy on top of his apartment building with a huge sound cannon that like all he can do is send to it. I mean, like, if you see, like, well, the wires... He can wires, also send messages to other people. Yeah. If you see, like, the wires the FBI and stuff were using in the 80s, they were not that high-tech, so I can't imagine that they had anything <laughs> like this. Um, basically, just a giant box attached, attached to a bunch of wires. But this means possibly he was a victim of gang stalking. Psychic gang stalking. Or... LRAD gang stalking. Yeah, one of the two. Um, I do want to say that this is very similar to one of my favorite stories from Lucille Ball, who, if you don't know that name, it's I Love Lucy. It's that Lucy. Uh, she was crazy. Uh, that's a fun thing. If you don't know that, that's very, very true. But there's a fun thing with her, which is that she once claimed to have helped the government catch Japanese spies in 1942-ish, roughly. Uh, this Yes, this is real. She was crazy. She was legitimately uh, cuckoo bananas, so uh, she claimed that this man happened to be a gardener and he turned out to be a Japanese spy. And she heard all of this through her lead teeth fillings, which sounds like a nightmare. So lead. lead. She had lead fillings in her and she mouth. Was like, and she was like, and it helped me catch a uh, Japanese spy, not like get the fuck out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, this was the 40s, That's I like guess. That's like the first thing that's wrong is like, <laughs> if I heard anything in my fillings, I would be like, I'm going crazy. But if, if I had actually helped me catch a spy, I'd be like, get these fucking things out of my mouth. This is an invasion of privacy. For her, she was like, I'm a hero. Well, so she claimed <laughs> that after she got the lead filling, she started to be able to hear uh, radio channels. And she would just hear music playing in her head. 
sounds like she's got but, some other problems. But eventually she was driving down the road in LA and she heard the dee 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 dee. She heard Morse code essentially. And that's a literal quote, by the way. Uh, she, she in her interview did that. Yeah, you can find this clip. This is a real clip. Uh, it's video. It's on video. Her saying this. Um, but anyway, she claimed that this helped her catch Japanese spies. So maybe he had something similar going on. It's hard to tell whether or not he's ever had fillings put in his mouth or anything like that. But just to back up her story, her story's never been proven, by the way. Nobody knows if she actually caught any Japanese spies. There is a very, very long government file on Lucille Ball because in the 1930s, she registered as a communist, which meant that the government had been keeping an eye on her. Uh, so they had, a very, they had a very long file on her. And in that file, which is public now, there is nothing about her ever helping them catch Japanese spies. Most likely it's just a crazy Lucille story. But in 1981, it was actually proven by a psychologist in their report on one of their patients that you can catch radio signals in your head with the right type of metal. It can be in your ear or actually embedded in your skull and you can pick up radio frequencies, which What type of metal though? They said it's actually multiple types of metal, but it has to be very specific and it like, it can be varying in sizes, but again, those sizes have to be like certain shapes. So they found that this one guy specifically, they would play, they would, they would leave him in a room and he wouldn't be able to hear anything else, but they would, they would test it with like certain radio frequencies and he would have to tap along or hum along with songs or stop on direct pauses when the radio stopped playing anything. And they found that he was able to hear all of this. So that can happen. Uh, he was a veteran and he just had shrapnel embedded in his body. So that's why he was able to pick these up. I believe they said it was some in his ear and some were actually in his skull. So, so yeah, if you ever get shrapnel embedded in your head, it's possibility. You come with radio. Yeah, yeah, that you're just going to have <laughs> FM radio for the rest of your life. So you don't get to change that channel whenever you want, though. It's just kind of there. Yeah, uh, you can catch you can you can catch radio signals all kinds of weird ways. We were filming a film once and we caught radio signals coming off of a metal garage door. So it was the weirdest thing. If you put the boom mic in one position, you'd have radio. If you moved it slightly, you'd lose the radio. It was a really really odd thing. Could you tell immediately? It's something that's very okay. faint, which is what people describe hearing too. Yeah, huh. but, but she. Wait, so the, here's the question is, the question is, does Lucille Ball know Morse code? Allegedly not, since she did No, she just heard the deed, and she thought that there would be Japanese spies there, and it turned out she was right. That is her literal story. It's, it is, that shit could be She got a message. She didn't even read the message. She was like, you know what, I bet I know what this says. It's definitely about the Japanese, and then she was like, confronted them. Yeah. That just seemed like she got really lucky. Yeah, it seems like she also might have been a little racist. She's still tiny. Definitely seems like she just automatically go after the Japanese. There's a weird amount of racism in all these. It's not. It's just a conspiracy thing. Once you go too far, you you suddenly become racist. racist, Apparently, which is a very weird thing. It's like when you see flat earthers that are racist. Like, why can't you guys? Like, why do you guys have to be racist to believe the Earth is flat? You don't. (laughs) Those two things are not the same. (laughs) <laughs> it has no relevancy. No. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of races. Actually, literally speaking, speaking of, Earth, of races, uh, aliens. Speaking of not Earth. Yeah. We're supposedly having their own racist battle, actually. Yeah, dude. This, this was proposed by a real person on the real internet. 
Because of course, when we do conspiracy theories, there's always fucking aliens. And here's an alien theory that involves John fucking Lennon. Anyway, this was proposed by an author and self-proclaimed extraterrestrial expert named Michael C. Luckman. And he thinks that somehow Lennon was at the center of a sort of battle between multiple alien races that resulted them in resulted in them controlling Chapman's mind to murder Lennon. <laughs> that's so that's so far removed because it's like if the aliens could control someone's mind or whatever, then they also have the technology to kill someone. Or also, yeah. they don't care about killing someone because, like, they don't have the repercussions of the law that America <laughs> has, that Americans have. So why would you go through just a random guy from Hawaii? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Um, so, allegedly, what was going on is there was an, a, a race of aliens, like, apparently a good race, that was sending messages to Lenin to spread their alien peace, love, and brotherhood messages to the world. Um, so what Lenin was doing was not his own words of peace and love. It was the aliens, right? Now there's, there's apparently a race of rival aliens who didn't like that called dark aliens that then decided to mind control Mark David Chapman, of all people, to uh, just go kill Lenin. Because I guess instead of doing an actual intergalactic battle between the actual aliens, there's going to kill their little proxy people. Anyway, that's apparently what happened. And I guess this is backed up by the fact that Yoko Ono once said that all of the Beatles were sort of music mediums. Like music basically just came so naturally to them that it just passed right through them. And I don't know, I guess is she saying that they didn't come up with their own music and just the universe was singing songs for them? I don't really know. I would believe that about Yoko Ono's music. Her music is something else, man. Yeah. Her music, if anything is her alien, music, it's her music. If anything. Her music does sound like Satan to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the theory here, is that the demons that Chapman was referring to that Cam mentioned we were talking about Satan were actually the aliens talking through him, telling him to do it and uh, murder people. Now... This gets even better because apparently Lennon had two UFO encounters in his life. How this random author knows about it, I don't really know. Um, Through Yuri Geller. Who's that? A good friend of uh, Lennon's who oh. is also an illusionist and believes in things like psychokinesis and telepathy. Mm. So one of these alien encounters that Lennon apparently had um, involved meeting with four Graylians at the Dakota departments, you know, where he was shot and no further information. Well, according to Geller, I, that's not anything that Geller says, I guess, but what Geller says is that Lennon during his lost weekend, which happened in August of 1974, where he actually just kind of disappeared and even like Yoko Ono didn't know where he had gone. Um, apparently Lennon went out to see aliens. So he went out and he viewed aliens and he, and Lennon was actually open about this to a certain degree as well. He does actually on video describe meeting aliens or like seeing UFOs, I guess. But Geller took it a step further and claimed that there is in fact a golden egg that was gifted to John Lennon 
that he kept on his person for a very long time before he gave it to Geller. So the aliens contacted him. Yeah. So I guess maybe the aliens wanted their egg back (laughs) and they (laughs) were probably very disappointed when it wasn't in his pocket. So yeah. Uh, Geller does have an actual golden egg. There are pictures of him with it and he claims that is the golden egg that Lennon had from aliens. So seems like he took that song across the universe to literally yeah which Might is have taken a little too right far. oh nice across the universe <laughs> nothing's gonna change my mind it was aliens <laughs> so i my next question is were the rival aliens from the same planet solar system or just like completely different areas of the universe that's my question because how did they how did yeah, they have yeah. beef and then why bring that beef to our planet That'd be really awkward. Maybe our planet's just in the middle. So they're like millions of miles in both directions, but they just have a grudge for some reason. (laughs) So it takes them millions (laughs) of years to to come fight each other Mm -hmm. over Earth. They're like, let's stop in this flyover planet. We're just just, we're just the we're just the Nebraska of planets. (laughs) (laughs) The million year grudge. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean like i feel like this one is so far removed from like what actually happened that it's just hilarious yeah i mean the stephen king one is like almost there but at least stephen king's real <laughs> <laughs> i mean there might be aliens out there i doubt that they have grudges because it's like if you're if you're a race of aliens, the chances that you'd be able to understand and find, well, first find and then understand another race, it's like, I feel like too rare to ever happen. And then to find a third planet called Earth. And then yeah. hit a hippie versus a <laughs> madman against each other. In one country. It's just, it just gets better, honestly. Um, moving along. There's still more. Yeah. So we're wondering. Yeah. One of the, this one, this one's very simple because it's just the same thing that we hear about the Beatles. Lennon was already fucking dead. Yeah. Everyone just thinks the Beatles died at some point. I just, at this point, I'm not unconvinced that they didn't all just die in a fiery bus and they just replaced the entire band. So what I love about this theory is like, even so, so basically the theory is that John Lennon was already dead. And there's a body that also like similar to the Paul is dead theory, but like we still killed the replacement. Like you still killed whoever was being John Lennon. Like at that point, that guy was John Lennon because he had a solo career. And if, if the real John Lennon was killed in the sixties, then he's been John Lennon for a while. So either way you killed John Lennon. Can you imagine the producer that had the opportunity to spend a little bit of his budget on a third John Lennon, just in case. And he didn't. (laughs) What a mistake. <laughs> Huge mistake. <laughs> um, so the theory goes, as far as Lennon being dead, is that he he was dead sometime before 1965, before Help was recorded. And the imposter dude took over for that record or song. Is that a record? I don't know. Help? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was like their maybe like fourth album, third album, fourth album. Okay. So for that one, uh, on the cover of it, the, the band members are spelling out the letters N-U-J-V, which is an abbreviation for 
new unknown John vocalist. <laughs> it's just so funny because they're already selling out help. <laughs> so we could easily be just like, they were spelling out help because they were all being replaced and held captive to become the Beatles. Like, that makes way more sense than being like, they were they spelled out this instead. New unknown John vocalist. <laughs> um, I don't know what they're spelling. <laughs> it is not help. I it looks L- like A-B-L-I. So, so we agree they're not spelling Avli. I don't know what they're spelling. Are these, oh, are these like, um, like in the military when you usually have like the lights and you're like sending messages to planes? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> they were just, uh, they were just directing some planes around. I mean, I don't think this is any YMCA shit because this Can you imagine like the Beatles trying to dance to that? They are confused. They cannot do the YMCA. Thank God we have the village people for that. <laughs> We're just trying to do the YMCA, but in the past. It would have been a different dance trying to do the YMCA with the Beatles. Either way, they're not spelling help or N-U-J-B. So I, I, but apparently this means that Lennon was dead. And uh, at this point, I also found a theory that everyone but Paul is dead. George, John, and Ringo have all been dead, and Paul is the only one that's still actually alive. Ringo was never alive. Ringo's not real. Ringo doesn't feel very real, but... Ringo is just a, um, what do you call it, um, you could bring into life. Tulpa? Tulpa. A baby? Ringo is a tulpa. <laughs> no, not a... <laughs> yes, Ringo is just... He's Actually, here's the conspiracy. Ringo has Benjamin Button's disease. <laughs> you know, that would explain why Ringo looks so young all the time, to be yeah. fair, though. He does look pretty young, even at this right page. Also, I was wrong. Help is the fifth studio album. Um, they also re- released a uh, movie along with it. Mm. <laughs> Do they talk about how John's dead? No, because that was 15 years before that. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for the, the Lennon was actually dead the whole time theory. Um, or on the opposite side, the theory that he was alive the whole time or that he's alive now yes. and living in Mexico. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there is a 54-page paper on this. I'm not fucking kidding. There is. I didn't like it because nobody wants to read that, but some asshole literally <laughs> wrote a 54-page like academic paper on how John Lennon is actually alive and living in Mexico. You're like, I ain't reading all that, but I'm happy slash sorry for you. (laughs) I pulled it up and I was like, oh, this will be short. And then I looked the page count and I was like, nah. You know, that would actually make sense. So I guess this theory comes from the weirdness surrounding Lennon's producer after the shooting. Uh, And the producer deleted the last recording session with Lennon which, I mean, if you, if you were the producer of John Lennon, you definitely would not delete the very last recording that John Lennon ever did. Because first of all, you'd be, you know, you'd just get richer out of, off of it. Yeah, and it yeah. was like the same day, wasn't it? Or like yeah, there's a quote recently. there, if you want to mm-hmm. read the quote too. The, the quote from the producer, Jack Douglas, says, the, the tape of the last day got tossed. I tossed the last day doesn't exist it was the end of walking on thin ice it was the last day of mixing but there were things things were some there were some strange things said in the control room 
I mean, this weird. this makes sense if aliens were contacting him. Oh, so now we're lumping in aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this could make sense. Chapman was very chill about the fact that he had just murdered one of the most popular celebrities. Um, he literally like sat down and waited for the authorities. He just sat on a red catcher in the ride like a fucking mm-hmm. yeah. psychopath. Yeah. Waited for the police. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of when my psychopath neighbor one time sat naked outside in the back of everyone's houses and just played guitar. Very common. Did he somebody? He tried to hit me with his car. Oh. Yeah. And then he sat in the backyard naked and played guitar? It wasn't in the same day. Oh. But it's just, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> the same day. <laughs> so, I mean, the reason why Chapman could be chill about it is because he had made the ultimate fan sacrifice. He, uh... And by like shooting after shooting John Lennon, he shooting him. And even though he didn't actually shoot him, he could go to prison while John Lennon could just live freely out of the limelight. Because I'm I'm sure that yeah, in Mexico, I'm sure that being a celebrity and just being John Lennon in general was really hard. You know, that's why he struggled with a heroin addiction. He relied so much on Yoko Ono that. Uh, you know, he just be- she just became his world, and I don't think he could really deal with the the limelight and all the pressures of being who he was in anti-war. So it would be the ultimate fan sacrifice, and um, and apparently this could also be why Chapman took so long to apologize for shooting Lennon because he was waiting until John actually passed away so that he could be safe from you know, outing the secret, I guess. I also saw something that said that it was just one of those random websites that's hard to follow, but they said they found a man in or near Mexico. I don't even know if it was in Mexico that looks just like what Lennon would have looked like at this age. And it's just some old dude with like the round glasses and like the long (laughs) hair. And he's got like the longer nose like Lennon did. And it's like, look, it's clearly Lennon. Look at this older white guy. Yeah. It's like all those pictures of Elvis, which is really just a bunch of white guys with hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really all it is. Yeah. Just for kind of fun. It, it's possible maybe Lennon wanted all of that because then he gets to kind of watch his own death. And if Lennon was anything, he was honestly just kind of an egomaniac too. Uh, he did kind of just thrive off of his own ego. So him wanting to watch his own death, it wouldn't be the first time someone's faked their death and then come back too. Maybe he just never got the chance to come back. I don't know if he was an egomaniac. I saw this on a other interview with Chapman that was like, Chapman was saying he had this idea of John Lennon in his head that he wanted, you know, that he was just, he just wanted all the fame and glory. But in reality, after hearing Yoko Ono's um, statements, she she made him realize that he was actually a family man and had good character, but he just didn't know it because fam- it's so hard to know what famous people are really like outside of the media. McCartney has spoken up about Lennon's ego before, so we know he had a pretty hardcore ego. It's what they both did. It's why they fought all the mm-hmm. time, which Lennon wasn't as open about, but Lennon also put on an act in public. He was That's well known, too. He, he was not the best person in the world in general. That said, I don't really necessarily believe that. Um, 
Actually, one of the things I was going to go into, uh, so Mexico is kind of a funny thing for me because one of James Taylor's most popular songs in the 70s was Mexico. Uh, And James Taylor, for those who don't know, he's like an indie artist. Uh, He was really friends with Lennon for a while. And James Taylor says that it was actually him that got Lennon addicted to heroin. Mm. Taylor had a huge heroin problem in the 70s and Mm -hmm. apparently didn't get out of it for a very long time. And because of that, uh, Lennon also got addicted to heroin, like really badly addicted to heroin. Yeah, I I did actually see that um, James Taylor was the first one to like give him opiates. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of like where it started. So James Taylor bought his apartment in Mexico and then wrote a song about it called Mexico. But it is kind of funny. Yeah, James Taylor (laughs) did write a song in 1975 called Mexico. And it's all about how Mexico is like the best place to go and escape and things like that. And then five years later, Lennon disappears. Lennon escapes to Mexico. Quote unquote dies. But yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, So the, the last really put forth theory that I've seen that is out there is that Lennon orchestrated the whole thing himself as an assisted suicide. Because as you guys have been talking about here, allegedly the, the fame had gotten to him for months leading up to his death. He'd kind of been super down and having all these problems. And some people believe that those tapes that were erased by the producer uh, had some some confessions of what he was going to do. And again, this is another theory that doesn't cut Mark Chapman, Mark David Chapman out of it. It just includes him on the theory. And so I guess they kind of just work together to make it happen. There's nothing more to that one. But Interesting. So basically, instead of escaping, well, I guess it's still sort of escaping, but Lennon orchestrated the whole thing himself. I guess that kind of also leads into the the theory that ends all theories, if you will. <laughs> Is this something you invented? Mm-hmm. The theory yeah. that end, ends all theories. So we don't have to go this is your conspiracy theory. So if you want to combine these theories. Uh, <laughs> all of them? Most of them. Uh, <laughs> like all of them together. So the Stephen King one I didn't include because I forgot to put it in here. But I'm you sure you could just in there. toss them in there. Uh, but <laughs> so... I was thinking about it, and maybe John Lennon was the one that was actually brainwashed by the CIA. And it was so he could become a martyr for the peace movement. But what it ends up looking like is that violence is actually the answer, which just furthers their movement in wars. Because all that happens is Mr. Peace goes against violence, and then he just ends up getting killed with violence while trying to fight violence with peace. So then it just shows that you can't be peaceful. You have to fight wars physically. So it just furthers their movement. But that would make sense if they actually had something called Project Walrus. Uh, In this case, the walrus was John instead of Paul. So they brainwash him. Then Lennon, under mind control, used his, his biggest fan, Chapman, to kill him. But in the final days of Lennon's life, Uh, he started to kind of slowly break out of that mind control and have little bouts of realizing what's going on, which is what all of that weird stuff that he did in his music was, but also what those weird ramblings in his last recordings were that were deleted because they were strange and the producer didn't understand them. Maybe the producer just legitimately deleted the 
CIA mind control tapes of John Lennon. Mm. Uh, and then the CIA silenced Chapman by threatening his wife, who is actually still with Chapman. She never left him. Uh, she's been with him for the entire time he's been in prison. And that part is kind of a weird thing to me still. But <clears throat> maybe that's what he did. And then the whole thing about him living in Mexico is actually because the CIA did just steal a bunch of his shit and then sell it in Mexico. So John lives alive and well in his journals hidden in Mexico. Mm. That's your theory. That's my theory. Okay. That's my theory. I admire that. I respect that. Not sure if I believe that. You're saying he's still dead. Just yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's he's dead. dead. He's dead, but his but his journals live alive and well in Mexico. Sold to some crazy man in Mexico. My other theory is that St- uh, Stephen King is John Lennon. John Lennon. <laughs> and the John Lennon that died was the fake John Lennon, and it was a hit put out by Stephen King so that he would never be found out. Because once he became a book writer, he didn't want to go back to music. And his Freudian, uh, his Freudian tendencies are now being channeled into horror stories. I was about to say, I don't think Stephen King's ever written anything Freudian, but he did write that really weird sex scene in It between all of the children. Which my favorite thing about that is that one of his quotes is, I write all my books for my wife. So... <laughs> <laughs> He said, I think about whether or not my wife would like this, and then I put it in the book. You're like, honey, did you like this well, one? Maybe that was his drug time. Maybe maybe that's what happened there. Maybe she said no, but he didn't listen. Yeah, anyway, those are most of the theories on John Lennon. As with all conspiracies, there's a whole bunch of things out there, but some of them make even less sense. So nothing about reptilians, uh-huh. though, which is unfortunate. You can lump reptilians into the alien section. Maybe that was one of the races, because I never said what the races were. Yeah, could be. Maybe it was Graylians versus Reptilians. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, most likely, at least in my case, like what I believe is he was just murdered by someone who had a weird obsession. I don't think any of these conspiracies really were necessary. The only one that I would have maybe believed was the Nixon one, but it happened in 1972 which I don't think Nixon's going to go kill him eight years later. Nixon had other problems at that point. Um, Spoiler alert, if you don't know history. Uh, Yeah, so that was the only one that I was like a little bit in on until I found out that his whole deporting thing happened in 1972 and then it didn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jackie, do you think any of these theories are valid? Um, I mean, to me, the most obvious one, I guess, is that I mean, not the Nixon part, but like just that the the CIA or the government in general wanted him dead because of he because of his anti-war. What am I trying to say here? Anti-war agenda. Agenda, exactly, because of his agenda, and I just I think that it's interesting because John Lennon is really seen as a martyr in, in a way. I think of the anti-war movement and a lot of the so a few of the articles that i read were like the john lennon's death was the nail in the coffin for the anti-war movement meaning that his death kind of put a stop to all of all of the protests and stuff like that i'm not sure that's necessarily true but i think with the vietnam war it was it was very clearly something that took a a long time for the public opinion to agree that it was a bad thing. And so when we look back now at John Lennon's life and his later life, we go, okay, he's, he was a martyr instead of like looking at all of the, 
the realistic things like oh, fame was probably unbearable for him at that point and he was dealing with addiction and all this other stuff and I think that um you know what we see now is all these all these people that have agendas and do mass murder mass murders and why can't that be true just for like one person in the 80s trying to kill John Lennon so I think it's just very possible that Chapman was out of his mind and um got pushed a little too far maybe by reading Catcher in the Rye and yeah just uh just was a weird guy however it is weird that he keeps trying to get on parole I think he's done it like 11 times now yeah Yeah. and every time his story is like a little bit different or he says something a little bit different uh that is something very interesting and I didn't know that thing about him his wife staying with him she's involved I have no theories yet (laughs) Hmm. um yeah I mean I don't know I don't I think just some sick-minded fuck murdered Lennon because this guy was crazy. Mm-hmm. Really, that's that's about it. It just seems like this guy had some weird connections made in his brain because he was mentally ill. And because like one of the things that he said was that he wanted to kill John Lennon so he could be somebody. And so I think he had like kind of associated himself too much with Catcher in the Rye. And so he had kind of intertwined the narrative of Holden Caulfield with his own life narrative. And then also probably being a fan of the Beatles when he was a kid, just kind of meshed into things. And it all ended up with him murdering John Lennon. And I think that's really just about it. (laughs) Although I would really like to think that a couple of alien races decided to have (laughs) a a little um, dick measuring contest over (laughs) Earth. (laughs) I think some dude from Hawaii. Yeah. I just love that they picked Chapman of all people like nearly halfway across the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think legitimately what probably happened is I think Chapman probably doesn't remember at this point because he's told so many different stories. He probably doesn't remember what actually happened at the end of the day. But I think there's a good chance. Experiencing psychosis like during it in some form. Yeah. He had other issues, but I think there's probably a chance that he ended up meeting Lennon like we know. And Lennon probably just was one of those things where like, do not meet your heroes. Like, Anyone mm-hmm. out there that doesn't know that, do not meet your heroes. They are never what you expect to be. And not only is Lennon not what you expect to be, he is completely different. And I feel like that probably destroyed Chapman to a point of like no return. So he ended up going back and just getting rid of that aspect of his life. Um, I don't know. Chapman's a weird case because like I said, like his wife even never left him, which is kind of a weird thing too. I mean, like he just murdered someone in cold blood and his wife never flinched so maybe she that's did it. weird because he left her like three months prior to that i think yeah, yeah she still visits him in prison i found a recent photo of the two yeah. of them yeah it's really weird very very strange it's just a strange case in general but a lot of these assassinations are they don't really have yeah. like clear-cut answers they just have a lot of conspiracies and a lot of them that don't make sense yeah we, we listed yeah. quite a few theories this time but that's not necessarily all of them. So if you have more John Lennon's death theories, feel free to send us, send those our way. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear them. Give me your wildest John Lennon's murder conspiracy. Yeah. Put it on the Twitter. Yeah, you can send them to us on Twitter. You can send them to us on Instagram, Facebook. We got it all. Uh, we even have an email that's in one of the past episodes. What's our email? Conspiracy what at Gmail. Simple. <laughs> 
simple. <laughs> Makes easy. sense. We got a Goodreads. Like we put books on there. So if you read books, cool. If you don't, then we got articles. You can read those too. Uh, we have a newsletter that's very, Indeed. very simple to read if you don't want to read a lot. It's there so, for the pictures. Yes. So if you want to see things on this audio podcast, sign up for the newsletter at tinyletter.com slash conspiracy what. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always Thank a you. pleasure. And this has been John Lennon. Yeah, this has been John Lennon. I'm Cameron. I'm also not Cameron. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not Cameron. <laughs> She's Allie. And for all of our other hosts, (laughs) for all of our other hosts, because there's a lot of them, uh, thank you so much for listening. And remember to always stay stitious and don't read Catcher in the Rye.